0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Habibi's 3 Arab No. Three game developers, (laughs) drinking Arab tea.
1: (laughs) This is the fastest we've ever had the messed up intro. I'm
0: going for (laughs) a record. I am your host for this week, doing a poor job of it, Osama is,
1: And I am Fosie Mesmer. And I guess we're we're running with it. I'm quite astonished by... uh (laughs) (laughs) well it's been a
0: while it has been it has been
1: it's it's a bit like muscle memory though right like you do it once you're always drinking arab tea
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's just we don't know where to place the arab that's the problem
1: right (laughs) i think it's because there's the three arab game developers in the mix that's really like uh mixes things up a bit
0: exactly exactly so yeah, we've been busy. We've been in the air. We've been doing things.
1: I mean, Rami is, uh, as we're recording this, is on stage right now somewhere doing a talk. <laughs>
0: somewhere. Who knows where? Uh,
1: I don't know where he is. I was in uh, Lithuania last week doing a talk. Uh, yeah? How would I go? I was, I'm, I'm so happy to be back there. It's the second time for me this year. I, wow. I love it, man. It's a great, great country, beautiful city, beautiful people. I've never been. it's great i've I've never been before this year but like this year there were like two big events happening around the same time and like you know some events have been relocating in europe so uh one of them is relocated to uh and yeah it was it was cool i love the city really awesome i saw
0: i saw ahmad salamat post pictures it looked way bigger than i expected yeah yeah he's
1: but he was also there yeah both of us were there
0: that's amazing
1: We arrived at two different days. So I think we only managed to intersect over breakfast. You know, like I arrived at the talk and flew out uh, like in two days. And he arrived at his talk and flew out afterwards. And we intersected. So we had breakfast together.
0: (laughs) It's that big of an event that you could fly in and fly out and miss a big chunk of it? Wow. It
1: it was a two-day event, I think.
0: Oh, Uh, okay. So
1: (laughs) you just each had a different day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. we had uh, our talk sore in different days i arrived the night before and then left on the day that his talk was in, and then he left the day wow. after so <laughs> it's funny I like that
0: it is funny it's always like this yeah so i came to i'm in vancouver now
1: i'm on ah, a cool.
0: trip nice yeah having a good time first time in the city beautiful city Wait, is this um, your
1: first time in Vancouver? How long have you lived in it Canada? It is my for? first time
0: in Vancouver. I, I've been living in Canada my whole life, but never had a reason to come to Vancouver. Wow! So, yeah, I just didn't. My sister's been here plenty of times mm-hmm. uh, on vacation. It's like her favorite place, and she's been saying it for a long time. I just didn't. And uh, for for me, I love the Maritimes, which is farther east of Canada. So whenever we have a like, we go anywhere within Canada that's like that distance. We usually go east because I'm familiar with it and I like it. Um, but now I have a work trip here. And now that I see it, we're definitely going to come back. It is nice. a beautiful city.
1: Nice, yeah. man. That's super cool. you staying there for yeah. a while?
0: Not not that long. Four days.
1: Yeah, so, cool, cool.
0: Yeah, I fly out. Actually, I've been here for two and a half of them. So i fly out tomorrow.
1: Cool. End of the month, I'm hoping to be at Gamescom. And uh, yeah. l- little birdie tells me that you might make it.
0: <laughs> if, if I get my stuff together and actually make the call to book my flight and the reason i can't book it online i have to book it by phone is because i made a flight um i I made um, reservations at one point and then canceled them so now my flying credits are held hostage so if i could just like find because you know you wait on those things for a long time if i could find like a spare hour which i haven't had for like a week then i'm going to make that call and book my flight to
1: GameStop. So to to repeat that to Agent Smith, who no undoubtedly has been uh, <laughs> notified by the Smith, by the statement, is is his, his credits, flight credits <laughs> that have been held hostage, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, oh god, I'm in trouble. They just every <laughs> every it's like this weekly show that just triggers all alarms at, <laughs> at the NCA and the FBI. It's,
0: i love it i'm excited for gamescom it's gonna be my first one
1: too it, this is uh both rami and i are intersecting at our first event this year which is for me is quite shocking i think yeah, um yeah. considering how often we do uh we do talks and we're at conferences but i think this is the first conference this year in which we're both speaking and uh, we're both speaking we, at Devcom. Uh, that's impressive yeah. i saw i saw his face on the list of speakers today so <laughs> um yeah that's, exciting That's if you really cool. if you make it there is all the making of an in-person habibis episode the
0: first one ever and hopefully the first one the episode one. yeah
1: and uh maybe we should start working on those outfits you know the galabia with the with <laughs> yes. habibis written on the a branded a branded okay.
0: <laughs> what were we thinking i mean why didn't we get started on that it's a little late <laughs> will they be ready on time
1: uh, if, yeah they're gonna be a little bit makeshift but uh um, yes yeah <laughs>
0: If someone's listening and has some spare time and good sewing skills, please send us an email. We'll talk.
1: Maybe we can 3D print them.
0: Oh, 3D print clothes. It's true that exists. Yes. I've seen it.
1: We'll be we'll be in a T pose the entire time. It's it's what is fitting for a video game conference.
0: Yeah, it's it's slowly shifting to an A pose now, so but people don't recognize that. It's not as iconic
1: yeah that's true right maybe we can have t and a poses and just mix and match
0: <laughs> then do them one after the other look like we're flapping our wings yeah.
1: <laughs> all of those ideas i'm here all week <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not i fly out tomorrow
1: <laughs> Lucky speaking for of
0: which up, on my flight here yeah um i i sat next to this really Really, you know, there are the the people who sit next to you who don't say a word the whole time and don't make eye contact and are very awkward. Then there's the other extreme, the, hi, I'm a talker and I won't shut up for the whole flight. (laughs) So this really kind gentleman was one of these people where he sat down. He he turned to me right away and introduced himself. And I'm like, oh, it's one of these people. Like right away, right away, right away. (laughs) And it turns out he's a stand-up comic. Oh. And I I learned this because he made us laugh the whole flight. Wow, he was like improv. Like I've never had that experience before. And he's basically from Montreal. His name is Akim. He's from Montreal, but he lived. He moved to Vancouver. Uh, so I was asking him a lot of questions about the two cities. And the more he was telling me about them, the more other people were because he was telling me in a really hilarious way. Mm-hmm. Other people around us were laughing. It was like he was giving a stand-up in the airplane. I just never expected that. And you know me, I laugh easy, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I was having a blast. Oh,
1: that it was extremely great. entertaining
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I did not expect that. Came out of nowhere.
1: Ah, oh, man, that sounds awesome! <laughs> yeah, oh, him, but how long is the flight? It's not too long, right?
0: It's five and a half hours so it's long okay yeah. wow like it's, so, it's as long to go from montreal to europe as it is from montreal to vancouver right? wow far
1: that's far. amazing so wait he did the show for the whole flight no like no, it, he, no no he no, was no. like nonstop impro, non-stop improv for 5 hours that's impressive
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no no it was like pockets of 20 minutes here and there throughout the flights it was oh, more okay. Like
1: that okay so it goes yeah. quiet and then he like is. what's the deal with airline foods and then he stands <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> then he stands up and off we go another 20 minute routine <laughs> that's pretty much it yes it was amazing <laughs> uh, i like the, it was, it was i like to point. imagine that there are people like in the rows behind you that start poking each other and go like oh he goes, here he goes again
0: <laughs> oh the the flight attendants loved it too they were laughing and they were coming and they, they gave him special treatment i'll tell you that oh, he nice. definitely got Extra drinks and maybe even yeah. a sandwich he didn't pay for. <laughs> you get sure you get it. two
1: bags of peanuts for being funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I just wanted to underline that because I've never seen that specific thing happen before, which was really great.
1: It was oh, great. That, sounds, that sounds great, man. That sounds like a f- fun, fun flight.
0: Yeah, it was. It was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you played any games on the flight? Because you got your Steam Deck recently, right? I
0: did. I did. Um, Okay, so this is is a funny thing. It's probably not what you expect, but I beat Mega Man X on that flight. Wow. The Mega Man X. So basically I had the Mega Man X Legendary Edition that I bought on Steam I don't know how many years ago because I'm a huge Mega Man fan. I have both the, the original Legendary Edition and Mega Man X, but I never played it. It was one of those purchases where this is a game I love. I'll play this at some point. Then you sit down at the computer and you're like, that's not really a game I want to play on the computer. Yeah, That's it. You need a I controller. Yeah, you need a controller. And even if you have a controller, it's, it's it's a couch game, right? That's that's really what it is, for me at least. So I just never played it. And uh, going through the – like getting this team deck and downloading a whole bunch of games, mm-hmm. I've been replaying a whole bunch of old, really good platformers that I've loved. That's – and I'm having a blast. It's not new games, but it's just there. In some cases, new to me. In some cases, old games I love. Um, so I like I replayed Super Time Force, which is one of my favorite platforms. Oh, so, 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 so good, excellent game. And I had played it on PlayStation, and on uh, um, on the Steam Deck or on, on Steam, it has slightly different characters. Like there are some guest characters from PlayStation. You you could play as Yoshida. You could play as the, the character from Journey. And um, I forget one other character, but on the Steam Deck, you have like uh, Zoe from Left 4 Dead, you have Pyro, and those other characters aren't there. So it actually changes the dynamic and how you approach the level. Like, mm. they, you know, if you know how the game plays, like there's time traveling mechanics, and um, you're, you get like the shadow version of the last character that you pay, played helping you out. So it goes faster and faster. Excellent game. I replayed it, and it felt like I was playing a new game just because of those characters changing up the mix, right? And then I saw Mega Man Legacy Edition, and I'm like, well, you know, this flight is long. And I had completely forgotten the order of the bosses that you're supposed to beat. So I played it in a very inoptimal way, which made it last longer, but I was actually enjoying it. And I'm in an airplane with no internet, so it's not like I can look up the order. And it's not like I wanted to either. So I just jumped in and rediscovered all the levels and... That Legacy Edition has like five Mega Man X games, four or five. Also, oh, that, that's think- what it,
1: so. There's so if if I understand this correctly, there's a Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah. There's Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Yes. And there's Mega Man Zero Legacy Collection. And from yes. each one of those, except for the Zero one, there's a one and two, and then there's a an edition that has both of them combined. So there's like Mega yes. Man Legacy Collection one and two. And then there's Legaman X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Yes. Which should have all the Mega Man games from Mega Man. Sorry. So if, if you're if you're playing Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Yes. Yes. So that will be all the Mega Man X games. Mega Man X leading to Mega Man X 8.
0: Yes. That's what I have. Ah, and cool. I just finished the first Mega Man X. Oh, ah, no. Nice. one sitting on the airplane. In one sitting, you know, it took yeah. breaks to listen to Akim stand up comedy, but then <laughs> <laughs> technically <free>. sit down comedy.
1: <laughs> you, finish, you finish your Mega Man. It was like, Hakeem do one. i like, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: I just beat him boss, keep you're up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like that. That's been like you know, like of...
1: You know, like in prison, they pay people with cigarettes. It was like on this yeah. people like <laughs> paying Akim with like peanuts bags and like extra juice. <laughs>
0: Your earphones, Akeem. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was good. It was really 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 funny. It was
1: hilarious, and in in, in yeah. a way,
0: only stand up comedy, stand up comics can be in an improv way. Like it almost felt rehearsed, but it clearly so cool.
1: was. I, w- I want the recording of this, if possible. Oh,
0: I wish, I wish, I should have. Who would have known, right? <laughs> yeah, this is funny. I think yeah. like the, the also. Yeah, the Mega Man yes, X.
1: Are you going to switch topics before, or, or should I? Uh, oh no, yeah, no, no.
0: go stick with the Mega Man X before I switch.
1: Yeah, it's like um, the the most memorable ones for me are Mega Man X uh, two, yes. Mega Man X four. That was on the first PlayStation, if I remember correctly. Yes. And uh, Mega Man X eight on the PS two, if I remember that correctly as well. Um, and I just remember them because, like all Mega Mans, I remember, like, how many times I wanted to break the controller because they're so difficult. Yeah,
0: they are. Um, and they still have a lot of those things that they really, like, okay, it's inconsistent from what yeah. I noticed. I died in Mega Man X, the first one, from a uh, blind leap, you know, like when, when you can't see what's below yeah. you. And yeah. you just have to be like, oh, crap, I guess I'm going to reload. A handful of times, so it's not a ridiculous amount of times, but it's more like this is this is a thing that the they kind of fixed in some Mega Man's and then forgot and re included in others. It's very inconsistent, yeah. right? We we as as when when I was growing up as a kid, I always imagine it's exactly the same people working on each game of reiteration. iteration. Yeah, and like now, of course, I know better, but it's like you could see where there were relapses. You could see where some knowledge was lost when people maybe
1: moved yeah. around or what have you. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the like the core identity of those games kind of was there throughout, which I yeah. you know you gotta respect. But yeah, you can clearly tell that different teams worked on different things. Uh, Mega Man X exactly. Four, if I remember correctly, like the final area. My first time I beat the game, I had to use a game shark to beat that game. Oh wow! Do you remember what those things were? I don't know. A game a game shark is this like? Oh, the game tr- shark. I know what it is. I'm, a, I'm trying tr- to remember the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like for yeah. uh, for for for, uh, for people who don't know it's uh, it's like a chipboard that you can stick at the back of the playstation and then it basically can adjust um, uh data outputs basically so any like data manipulation or i think I forgot what was the format that the playstation used but basically mm-hmm. it can alter figures mm-hmm. so to say of like health bars uh, speed any like you know parameters you can just Go in there and tweak it basically, mm-hmm. and then uh you know the I think in mega man x four spoilers for a twenty plus year old game is that <laughs> uh you know at the at the end of the game you have to basically do a a boss. Uh, a, like beat, beat the bosses in a row Yeah <laughs> uh, without yeah. any checkpoints or save points in between and uh, you know they were throwing dark versions of bosses and stuff like that also that was very difficult <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was very I difficult yeah first time i had to go through a run through it i used the game shark just to like i, I wanted to see what awaits me <laughs> <laughs> of course. so to say that like eventually just like you know was so stubborn and my brother and I just kept on taking turns until we finally beat that game. It was good and fun.
0: It's, it's, it's great fun. The um, thing is, you know, in our, in our profession, we're supposed to stay uh, in the know when it comes to new games. Yeah. Uh, I think I just started something that's going to keep me away from that for a while. So maybe I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll go back and forth between Mega Man's and because I, m- I don't know if you if you have the same thing, but I used to have my list of games I played every year. Like there yeah. are the games that when the year started, I play them. It was Super Metroid. It was Castlevania Symphony of yeah. the Night. Yeah. Uh, the list was long, and then it kept shrinking because you know you want to play new games. Um Mega Man X was one of them, the first Mega Man X, and so, yeah. sometimes I'd play the second, but like the others I'd played them, but I never made it to the end. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I start with the intention is I'll play Mega Man X all the way to the end, and then I finish Mega Man X and I'm like, what else do I have?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know that phenomenon like if other people do that too, like the replay the same games every year, but it was it's how you keep them fresh or alive in your mind, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a long running series. I think like the first Mega Man X uh was on the Super Nintendo. Ninety one, ninety two, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I was like twelve yeah.
0: years old when I played it. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I just looked up Mega Man X four because like that was the one that was I remember the most that was on PlayStation, it came out in ninety seven. So it's not a twenty year old game, it's actually a lot more. It's twenty five year old game. Yeah.
0: And I looked wow. up Mega Man X and it was actually ninety three. Ninety three.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, around the I same time, different. I was playing a lot of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter in that year. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. And it had some Street Fighter in it,
0: if you remember. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Spoiler alert: <laughs> <laughs> There are a couple of Street Fighter moves in the Mega Man X series. That's yeah. true, and that's that's the thing. Like, I love Mega Man in general. I yeah. preferred Mega Man X to the original Mega Mans. I just liked it more, and I know yeah. that's like not a not a popular opinion, but yeah. that
1: was mine. Well, you know, K.G. Inafune, who's like one of the designers on Mega Man and one of the creators of the characters, he did a lot of artwork for Street for the first two Street Fighters, actually. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he did, I did some yeah. sprites and stuff like that. Like, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, correlation between the two games.
0: Absolutely, as is, and yeah, they're both Capcom too, so they have some of that Capcom yeah, yeah, yeah as
1: well. Yeah, true though.
0: That's awesome. What about you? Did you play anything?
1: Uh, yeah, but I've been playing a bunch of games actually. So I uh, I played the the new PlayStation game Stray. Well, it's not PlayStation game. It's on everything. Uh, yeah. I played it on PS5. It feels
0: like a PlayStation game
1: to me. It feels <laughs> like, yeah, it feels like because um, I think I I got it at the same time as I upgraded my PlayStation Plus membership. Mm. So now I have the the PlayStation Game Pass. I guess. Yes. I forgot what it's called. Premium. Premium. I think I have.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I got the yeah. same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, because so there's, you know, there's gold, there's essential, and I think there's premium. And I just went all the way to premium because I think I calculated because if I wanted to buy the game on its own, mm-hmm. it would have been cheaper for me to just upgrade to premium and get mm-hmm. everything else that comes along with that. So I just did that. I did the same.
0: And I did I, I did that and I tested streaming some games just oh, to yeah. see how it is. Yeah, and it's not—it's no Stadia. It works. It's okay, but it's no yeah. Stadia. Like you feel some input lag. Okay. Uh, but I, back to Stray. I actually also started Stray right before my flight, but I didn't get to finish it because of that. I'm like, I assume halfway through. Give or yeah. take.
1: Yeah. I I finished it. I think. Yeah, I just checked out. It's uh, it's on Steam and PlayStation right now. So it's not it's not on Xbox. So yeah, it not is good. kind of a Sony-ish game. Uh, developed by Blue 12 game published by Anna Porno mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I loved it actually it's uh, super imaginative it's uh, very charming you know like when I was playing the game I don't want to spoil it since you have, haven't finished it and there's probably a lot of people <laughs> who haven't on the podcast as well. so I'm not going to go into spoiler territories but what I want to say is that like you know initially as I was looking into videos of the game I thought like alright this is you know the the cat game and I yes. figured that, you know, is, is the cat going to be the gimmick, right? And like, how much yeah. is, how much can this carry? Yes. You know, if if you're just like, you know, playing a game that your your protagonist is a cat and you can do these things and you quickly see all the, the cat-like mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I was like, yeah, this is charming. This is cool. I like, I like how it's going, but like, how is this going to carry the rest of the game? I can't see that. Until I saw it, <laughs> um, until I saw that they did a
0: good job of keeping all of that out of the the trailer, the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: there's a lot of you know there's a lot more to this game than meets the eye. And like if you were the you know detracted from this game because it's a cat game, uh, I want to reassure you that this is not a cat game. It's in fact a cyberpunk game. Yeah, and like it's a very good one of those as well, from an aesthetic and a world-building point of view. And I found that mm-hmm. uh, narrative-wise, it's 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 captivating. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that are, that, uh, you know, makes you think. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I actually loved it. There were a lot of things, like you said, that, that make you think, and like in the dialogue and the interaction between the different i don't know if i if saying this is like a spoiler but like different things that you that you could interact with um oh no like the, the, it, the robots are in the trailers story. so that's okay that's not a, okay, that, that, that's not a
1: spoiler yeah.
0: But yeah like their story and how they got there and how they interact with each other and all of that was really really well well done if, if i could like and i didn't finish the game so i don't know how it's going to evolve yeah. from there but i feel like something's going to change again there's another twist or something um the one thing i felt is initially um i wasn't a big fan of the level design there was a lot of uh, i don't see what the goal is but i'm just like experimenting with everything around me to see how i could move forward and but forward is like this very vague idea like you know and then at one point it just got much better where yeah. now it's like no, like you have this area, you can explore it, you're gonna learn it, you're gonna uh, see the whole, uh, every nook and cranny. So actually, initially, I wasn't a very big fan of the the philosophy of the level design, but yeah. it got much much better. So like for people who might start it and might be like they might not like that, you know, stick with it, it gets better.
1: No, what I like but about you, it you know is what like, I mean, like I when
0: you like level design is you walk in, you see a goal, and if there's if it, there are puzzle elements in the level design, the whole thing is trying to figure out. And using your wits to feel clever of how to reach that goal, that's that's how you're, it's supposed to be. And initially in this game, it didn't feel like that. It's more like, okay, I don't know where to go, but that thing looks like I could interact with it. You interact with it, oh, okay, that cleared a path. You don't feel the sense of satisfaction that you solved the puzzle. You just feel like a hidden object game where you're clicking on different things. Uh, yeah. But it got better.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I can definitely see what you're talking about. What I like is that um, the game is... Uh, like through the, through the animation and the level design can really uh, deliver on that uh, idea that you're controlling a cat and which like in your mind as a player, there's initially the the normal protagonist hurdle of like, oh, that's a door. I can't go through that. Like, oh no, actually that's a barred door and I'm a cat. Yeah. I can go through that. Yeah. Or like, um, you know, there's this vehicle I need to go get under. So in normal games, I need to like, you know, now press crawl and then crawl under the vehicle. And then as you get closer, be like, oh, wait, I'm a cat. Cats don't even, they're practically liquid. So I'm just kind of (laughs) like, the cat will like immediately go underneath that object and be able to walk very quickly through that. So like uh, you were able to go through areas that in normal level design, you wouldn't be able to go through, but because you're a cat it kind of opens up a lot of these possibilities in level design that I thought were interesting. And uh, the other thing I thought is, uh, I think it's probably a smart decision on, uh, on the game's part, is that it kind of like, you know, there's a jump button. But when you're uh, jumping between platforms, it's not about you landing the jump. It's not a platformer no. at all. So once you're starting to jump between platforms, it just, you know, there's an X indicator that will appear on where you're supposed to jump. You do it, and the cat will do the jump for you. So it's not yeah, about... Miss the jump. It's not a mechanical game in which you're allowed, you're supposed to master the jump or, like, you know, fail repeatedly. So, like, they removed almost all obstacles to deliver on the narrative experience. And also, I think, from a developmental point of view, like, there's so many fail states that you just didn't have to worry about, which I yeah. think also, like, kept the game very focused into, yeah. like, right, right, you're a cat. You'll always feel like a cat. It's weird if cats miss these jumps, even though, like, videos of cats missing jumps are hilarious. <laughs> Um, yes. and that's a missed opportunity but uh, <laughs> but um <laughs> it's still from a develop from a development point of view like uh why they make these calls to deliver a very uh, focused narrative experience I thought was pretty smart mm-hmm. and kept the game just... kept the game scope very much in in uh, within control you know mm-hmm.
0: It's just one missed opportunity because now you can't start the game with nine lives.
1: You can't die. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you, the there are fail states in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, there. Are. there there's the little things that chase you, and I love yeah. that the hard way. And I don't know. I don't. I I, I get it. No, actually, I get it. They they they're trying to create this. Uh, it's, it was an emotional decision. They wanted to create this sense of danger throughout. Yeah. But I don't, I also like, it, it's. it, I found that an interesting, strange choice to have a fail state. It, I, it almost felt like a game that didn't need it, so.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, do you remember Bubsy, the 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 uh, old cat platformer?
1: Yes, I remember the old one. There was a remake yeah. of it, I think.
0: Oh, maybe. I played the 2D one. Oh, yeah, you're right. There was a 3D one. Yeah. Yeah, but basically I was making a joke about Bubsy because the game starts with him having nine lives, so I just thought that was funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bubsy, yeah, was 3D back in the 90s. So, like, it initially was, I think, a Super Nintendo game, but then there was a Bubsy 3D on PlayStation.
0: (laughs) I didn't play it, so I vaguely remember the 3D one. I played the 2D one.
1: You haven't missed out on much. It's one of those things in which, (laughs) like, you know, there's been many attempts to make Bubsy, you know, stick. Relevant again? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Relevant ever, some might say, you know. (laughs) You know, like that was was the the era of the era of the mascot, and like you know, the time there was Mario and Sonic, and there was was the Gecko and all of these games, and you know, like Bubsy was, you know, making its attempt, Um, but (laughs) but I think um, yeah, at at that time, era Crash Bandicoot just took all the attention on the PlayStation, and there wasn't that much there wasn't that much room.
0: (laughs) Did you read about why Crash Bandicoot became the mascot of? playstation it's yeah. a very interesting story oh, it's me. because naughty dog saw an opportunity to create a mascot for the playstation
1: that's oh really ah, yeah it makes a they lot of sense they
0: set out to make a mascot for the playstation even though they weren't a first party
1: at the <laughs> that's pretty it's smart it's incredible huh? <laughs> Na- naughty dog man uh, yeah. naughty dog always been great
0: absolutely very smart
1: people yeah so uh, yeah, so, so stray, I love it. Uh, another thing I want to mention as well, like from a narrative point of view, I just love the, I love the characters, like and uh, mm-hmm. the robots that you see in the trailers, uh, they're they're charming. Uh, yeah. They they have different personalities, and like you know, for a character that has a TV for a face, <laughs> um, they can emote quite a bit. And yes. and how they how they move, like literally them. emote, right? <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, so you you can form quite a connection, an emotional connection to these characters, how they come to be, their way of life, and all of that stuff, and um, uh, your role in all of this. Super super fun game. Yeah, I think it's is uh, probably going to land somewhere in my top ten games this year.
0: Yeah. Speaking of landing, I can't wait to land back at home so I can uh, try, like, finish it off. Oh, wow. A yeah.
1: like segue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because <laughs> unlike Rami, I don't carry my PlayStation with me when I travel.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he does it with the PS, PS5. I think that ended that. And then they replaced it with a Steam Deck or something.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one. You yeah. said you played several
1: things. I played a bunch of other things as well. So, like uh, because I'm now on the the PlayStation Premium Game Pass, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. I uh, I played The Quarry. Okay. The Quarry is the Quarry is the latest uh, uh, super massive game game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it came out this year, if I'm not mistaken. It's 2022. Yeah, it came out June uh, 10, yeah. 2022. Yeah. yeah. So Supermassive, they're the makers of Until Dawn, Mm -hmm. who is like, you know, the cinematic adventure games that uh, aim for photorealistic graphics, have a lot of like uh, actors, movie actors or TV actors kind of uh, perform in those games in which you make a lot of decisions either through dialogue choices or uh, uh, quick time events. And based on your decisions, it affects the outcome of the story mm-hmm. and um, how the characters survive or not. Mm. I've just described until dawn, but also in effect, also described the quarry.
0: Yes, they, have, they share the same DNA.
1: Yes, and I would also like, you know, probably share other aspects of the quarry that applies to until dawn. There is an instantly hateable cast of characters. I hate every single one of those people. <laughs> it's, it's, like, if there's like something impressive that supermassive game can, uh, can do is that they, they really are good at creating uh, a cast of characters that are compelling but also have no redeemable qualities whatsoever.
0: Wow. That is, that's a superpower.
1: Yeah, it's really incredible. I don't know how many main characters there are. Maybe like six or seven characters. You know, like it's a it's a teen slasher thing. So, mm-hmm. a bunch of like teenagers slash uh, college students end up where they shouldn't have. This time, it's in a summer camp, and then mm-hmm. spooky things starts happening, and then they start dying off one in a row. And and until dawn, which applies also to the Corey, I just hate all of these guys. <laughs> Everybody, how, how much? How yeah. much
0: agency is there in these games?
1: Uh, depends. Like, like, uh, like movement, you mean?
0: No, uh, more specific. Well, movement is part of it, but more like decision making. Can you affect the story's outcome in any in a, in a meaningful way?
1: So, like, you you can absolutely affect if a character survives or not. So, like, um, of of, yeah. of those like cast of characters, whether they're seven or eight or I don't know how many, plus like supporting characters from the scene. Um, you can kill them all or you can make them all live to some extent based on the decisions that you make. And based on that, That's you anything. know, you will see things from the game or not. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun, like they even have a mode, they call it movie night. It's a, uh, when you like play with other people. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, you, uh, there's modes in which you pass the controller around or every one of the people watching the game together get to control one character and therefore make the decisions for that character. And that's affecting the movie that everybody is seeing together. Or you can do that online as well.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like, you know, from that, from that perspective. Um, there are, you know, like in addition to dialogue choices and quick time events, there are areas in the game that are... Um, Unlock to you to move so you can walk around several scenes in the character, you can inspect mm-hmm. objects, and you can find collectibles. Some of these collectibles they show you a premonition of some sort of an event that's about to go down mm-hmm. uh, very vaguely, and that may or may not affect your decision when the event actually happens. <laughs> it. uh, so it's kind of neat. You know, like it's a, it's a fun thing to do in a group as well it's a fun thing to do on your, on your own. It's a fun exp- it's a fun story that follows like uh, you know tongue-in-cheek follows the, the the tropes of the the slasher movie genre. and it's recreated in this like uh, narrative heavy rain-like gameplay experience.
0: Sounds good. I guess I gotta try one. Yeah, I don't think I've played any games from uh, Supermassive. Uh, oh,
1: okay. So. Yeah, the, so they made Until Dawn. They made this one, and in between, they made uh, a, a series of uh, of like short horror stories. So they're kind of the same. I think they probably used a lot of the same uh, uh, tech that they had for Until Dawn, but they just created shorter stories. Well, like these games can go up to like eleven or twelve hours. They created a lot of like three or four smaller games of four to five hours each. Hmm. And they told like uh, standalone short uh, stories. Uh, one of them is called The Man of Maidan. Hmm. I've uh, seen
0: that around.
1: Yeah, it's also it on, on the. Uh, uh, I think it is on Pass, and it's also on the PlayStation thing. Yeah, so the, they created the, uh, the. It's part of the Dark Pictures anthology, which is, I think, three games could be four, if I'm not mistaken. No, three games that came out in 2020, 2021, and one coming out in 2022. Um, that is uh, mostly... No, they are four games. I just uh, checked. So it's a season, and it's the season has four games. Three of them has been released, and the fourth is coming out. And it's shorter stories that are in the same uh, vein of the the bigger games
0: awesome Okay, yeah. i have some homework to do yeah, after i, mean, like, I finish you can, Mega Man x 2 to 8
1: you can play one of these <laughs> games it's, i think it's worth checking out you know like it's yeah, uh, sure. it's an evolution of the the, the detroit heavy rain telltale mm-hmm. kind of style of narrative games which i've mm-hmm. always enjoyed awesome
0: thank yeah. you for the recommendation
1: no worries yeah the core is good i think um if you if you haven't played heavy rain uh sorry until uh dawn it's a good mm-hmm. one to start. You don't need anything from the pre- like, uh, like I said, every one of those games is a standalone story, so there's mm-hmm. uh, there's no build up from previous entries in the series. And yeah, it's a it's a fun thing to watch. Uh, you have kids, so they're very gory. They're all horror, so I would say probably not suitable for kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after you put the kids to sleep, like, uh, you know, like you're like uh, you want to play something or like watch, like it's like watching a horror movie, but with a lot of interaction. Actually,
0: think. I'm actually thinking maybe I'll play it with my wife.
1: Yeah. It sounds like yeah, something that you guys might interested. enjoy. It. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you for the recommendation. I appreciate it.
1: No worries. No worries. Uh, yeah. And I think like, you know, speaking of games of the year, I'm going yes. quick, to quickly just talk about this is that I uh, came back to Elden Ring. Yes, you did. Yeah. I'm so uh, almost, uh, almost at level 80 right now. Yeah. That game. <laughs> that game. It's special yeah what boss are
0: you at now which one are you trying to beat
1: i'm in uh caleb there's like oh, a, there's at okay. there's the basement of the tower there is an optional boss that i'm trying to beat the one with yeah. the dagger i forgot what it's called yeah uh, uh, it's uh part. yeah it's tough so I, I just went out and i beat three other bosses and i came back <laughs> yesterday i'm like all right <laughs> i feel much stronger now i can defeat this guy and nope 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 <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep keep trying.
0: Yeah. It's it has a lot to do with like you know what have the, your style of play, and it also has a lot to do with what build you have. Like some people's most difficult bosses were my easiest, and vice versa. Like the the have you fought the twins yet or not yet?
1: Uh, the twins, I have
0: yes. The Godsire twins, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I beat them on my first try.
1: Well, like nice. Because of the
0: build that I had, and so many people were like, "That was a tough, like one of the toughest fights for me." That's and impressive. vice versa, the Fire Giant was the one where that made me quit the game for the longest period of time. And other yeah. people were like, "What? I beat him on my first try." So it's,
1: you know, don't get discouraged. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know what it's like with these games. I just like take a step back, do something else, and come back.
0: Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yes. how, how are you feeling? It. How long have you played this since you came back?
1: I played a lot of it. Yeah, maybe 10 15 more hours. Uh And like my yeah, it's uh, it's incredible how the muscle memory still works. Like I, I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's been such a long time. I remember I wonder if I'll remember the buttons." And yep, <laughs> it's just <laughs> one one fight and I was back in completely.
0: It's like riding a bike.
1: Oh, this game, man. Yeah. This game is, is 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 so good on so many levels.
0: It is. It is. I pretty much knew after I beat it that there was no no game that could dethrone it this year. And I know there are more games coming. I'll give them a chance, but they're mm. it's an uphill battle for them. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is a
0: masterpiece.
1: It's a yeah. masterpiece. Of it's it. like you know. It's like coming out in the same year of Breath of the Wild. Like there's 2017 had so many amazing video games. Some of them are like some of my favorite ever. Yeah. But it also came out at the same year as. Uh, Breath, of, Breath the Wild. of the Wild, exactly. you know, like Mario Odyssey came out that year. The Divinity yes. Two, Persona Five, <laughs> Persona Five. All of these, like Persona Five, for me is one of the best JRPGs ever made.
0: Yes, there's also What Remains of Edith Finch, which is such a good game. That's that, true.
1: That did came out was, 2017.
0: Yeah, there's Horizon Zero Dawn. There's Horizon Nier, Zero
1: uh, Dawn. Uh,
0: there's Nier that came out that.
1: Nier day. Automata, oh, that uh, Destiny Two. Yeah. <laughs> Resident no, Evil Seven. If Rami was here, that would
0: have been the first one mentioned.
1: <laughs> Resident Evil Seven came out that year as well. Yeah, Assassin's Creed
0: Origins. Oh yeah, because Zero what a good year Tekken
1: Seven, dude, twenty seventeen. Hollow Knight. A... Hollow Knight my... came out that year too. Cuphead.
0: What? Okay, yeah. that. Wow. Like Puyo Puyo Tetris.
1: Games of the... <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris is one of my favorite games of all time.
0: It is so good. Yeah. Hey,
1: Mario rabbits also came out. Mario rabbits. <laughs> yeah. A year. That's shocking.
0: I. I mean, yeah. I knew it was a good a game. Night in games. the woods,
1: Mario, uh, Metroid, Samus Returns, yeah, all of that. Twenty seventeen, Gorgoa.
0: What a good game for year. Oh, sorry, good game for you. Good game, game a for you. Year. Year <laughs> <laughs> what a good year for games. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Twenty
1: seventeen is up there with like ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, it's, it's like, like, 98, like 2011, 2017 as like some of the best years for games.
0: Yeah, those are yeah definitely.
1: Twenty eleven uh, had uh, Dark Souls, had uh, Skyrim, had the uh, Skyward Sword.
0: Yeah, had Saints Row the third. That's a yes.
1: good game. That's a good game. Uh, Batman Arkham City, Uncharted 3, um, Human Revolution, Battlefield 3, uh, Dragon Age 2, like a lot of instant classics.
0: Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That's
1: true. Yeah, that's 2011. That's 2011. That's right. Korean of Time 3D, I think, came out 2011 too. So like the 3D remake, but that's not fair. <laughs> Nina Cooney also came out in 2011.
0: Did Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 come out in the same year?
1: No, no, no. There's, I think, a year difference in between. They're both listed yeah. here
0: under 2011.
1: To the Moon also came out in 2011. Just saying. The game you must absolutely play. Mass Effect 2? They both came out in the same year. What Marvel vs. Capcom three came
0: out in February twenty eleven, and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three came out in November twenty eleven. Really? I didn't. I didn't remember this at all. It I thought must, there was a. Well,
1: did yeah. it have an earlier Japanese release? Is that the reason, or an arcade release?
0: No, there was no arcade release for this game.
1: That's true.
0: I am shocked. I thought there was much more because it. I basically looked up what fighting games came out that year, and both of them were listed. I'm like, wait, that's that can't be. Yeah, but it's true.
1: Yeah, and it had a worldwide (laughs) release in February. Wild.
0: Wild, indeed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's not 2017 in terms of, like, uh, how good that year is, but it's up there. No.
0: Yeah, it is. And, like, that's a testament to Breath of the Wild. Like, honestly, it came out in 2017 among another 10 games that each would have been the game of the year yeah. of so many like of any year they would have come out in and like it's almost everybody's favorite game of that year that, that says game, so much that game that is phenomenal.
1: phenomenal phenomenal in every way yeah absolutely so <laughs> is it time
0: I think it's time
1: it's time yeah put a doily on it to someone
0: let's put a doily <laughs> on
1: oh. <laughs> oh. No pressure, Uh, no pressure, but you got to do better on the outro than the intro.
0: What? Oh, I'm the host. You're (laughs) right. I forgot I was the host this year. Wow, you forgot you're the host (laughs) as well. (laughs) Yo, listen.
1: I can can already imagine Rami just laughing entire i'm time. in the west
0: coast it's 6 a.m i've i'm barely awake i'm happy that i even showed up to this i yeah. am super happy because we got to catch up but you have to forgive me you have to cut me some slack I'm of course, of sleep.
1: course. Was, i'm just saying the trump is gonna be just laughing the entire time as he's editing this
0: <laughs> and shaking his head oh yeah uh, yeah so that's it that's it for this week thank you all for joining us fozy it was amazing to catch up same family, um, same Join us on our Discord. Send us those emails. Do those other things I can't remember because we don't have a script for the outro. And, <laughs> and... salam. Salam. That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I'm Osama Dorias, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Osama Dorias. My fellow Habibis were Rami Ismail. You can find on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. And Fauzi Mesmar who you can find on Twitter at Fawzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. Intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubayla, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about free game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening and salamu Alaikum.